You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. We welcome in now Katie Mox from the Betting Exchange on MSG Network. She joins us on the Roman Guest Line. Katie, how have you been? Hi, guys. I'm, I'm great. How have you guys? Well, it's been an interesting day for Niners fans, but I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, really quick, I know we're going to talk NBA bets with you, but you've been living as a Niners fan in the Jimmy G era, and you've received quite a bit of success, right? Go to the Super Bowl, end up having some playoff success last year. Probably should have gone to the Super Bowl last year as well. So that ends. You're moving forward into the future, and you would think that that would mean that Debo Samuel would be excited about the future. And yet now he has told those in charge he wants wants a trade what are your thoughts on why that could be well i think this all boils down to money i mean it's interesting to see all of the different narratives swirl around right now but if we look at where this started it started after Diggs got his contract debo tweeted out like oh really and then about a week later everything kind of started to unfold And we're hearing a lot now people are saying that he doesn't want to be this dual threat. He's tired of being both a running back. He wants to be a true wide receiver. Really, dude, because you're the one who coined the term wide back and you were selling T-shirts saying that. It's something I think he's really proud of. And I also think if he does go somewhere else, which I don't think that he will, it's not like any other team is not going to utilize him as a dual threat. It's not like, oh, Debo, yeah, let's put you back in just this wide receiver box now that we know what you can do so I don't think it's that I think it's money related I don't think Debo is going anywhere it's still in April yes he's very clearly unhappy you know in 2022 I guess the way that we deal with things is we wipe our social media we remove pictures apparently he had asked for the trade last week the Niners said no and then he had his brother kind of plant something and he also tweeted out today earlier that it's the reporter's job to make things up and only he his agent and himself or the Niners know what's really going on, but then he deleted it. So it's a mess. I feel like it's kind of reminiscent of maybe the Aaron Rodgers drama last year when Rodgers really unhappy. The reality is the Niners are not letting Debo Samuel go. And if he wants to sit, which I don't think that he will do, considering he doesn't have a big contract yet. He's not like Trent Williams where he can afford to sit and get fined every single day. So there's that. And also The Niners, even if he does sit this year, they could franchise tag him still next season. Now, the Niners definitely don't want to play dirty. They love Debo Samuel. We all love Debo Samuel. We want him back there. You know, the offense is four times as efficient when he's on the field. I do truly believe that this will get worked out, but it's a lot of drama. Don't you think a a wide back should be more valuable than just a receiver? 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I know that he takes more hits, but also if it's trending in the direction that Trey Lance is going to be the starter, which it absolutely is, Trey Lance being a dual threat himself is going to take some of that pressure off of Debo in a lot of those spots. So, Again, I think this has to come down to money. But also worth considering that Debo Samuel is not exactly a healthy guy all the time. He's had one season where he was fully healthy. And this is something that dates back into college. It's why he dropped back down to the second round. So there's a lot of things to consider here. But I do believe that the 49ers, more than anything, know his value and want to work this out. There's plenty of months to go until training camp. I'm hopeful that this will get worked out. I think he saw what happened with Devontae Adams, what happened with Tyreek Hill, and he wants to get paid. And yeah. he knows that well he's practiced with Trey Lance for an entire year and I think he knows that if he wants it's going to be a contract year he goes and he plays with Trey Lance a lot of uncertainty around Trey Lance his numbers go down is he going to be one of the higher paid wide receivers when AJ Brown's looking for a new deal and he's six foot tall so if he doesn't want to be a wide back or a slot receiver what does he want to be because he's not AJ Brown and AJ Brown wants to get moved so as a Packers fan guy that needs a wide receiver uh, I'd rather have AJ. I'd, I'd rather have AJ Brown, and I know damn well Kyle Shanahan yeah. is not calling Matt Lafleur and saying, "Hey, we'll give you Debo Samuel, the guy that destroyed you last year in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. We'll take Jordan yeah. Love, so we have two quarterbacks uh, that we have no clue if they're any good." I guess we could talk NBA, even though now I just want to talk football for the next three hours. No doubt. <laughs> um, basketball is going down. Football. Uh, counting down the days. But right now, we got one more game coming up tonight. My Bulls, nine-and-a-half-point dogs. It's the Midwest Bowl, also taking on my Bucks. Nine-and-a-half-point yes. favorites. The total is 224-and-a-half. Are you doing anything with the uh, side, the total, or any uh, player props in this one? I'm fading DeMar Rosen tonight. I took him under 27-and-a-half points. I got it at minus 105. It's now 28-and-a-half, and I believe it's at minus 120. I'm not sure what it is on BetMGM. But the reason why I'm fading him tonight is I just feel like Drew Holiday and Wesley Matthews have done a great job of really bottling DeRozan up, especially in the backcourt. And really what DeRozan is great at are those free throw shots. He was number three in the league this year in free throw attempts. Is that 593. So he hasn't figured out a way to draw that contact. They've been extremely disciplined. He only shot six for 25 in the last game. Normally, he averaged about 31.3, but I think that Milwaukee is going to continue to be disciplined and guard him and not allow him to draw those fouls. I do feel like he does better tonight than just 18, but I don't see him going over 27 and a half. Let's talk about just overreactions because, you know, as we saw first and foremost, you know, the world thought all of a sudden, you know, your Golden State Warriors have two good games yeah. against a team that's been you know, largely irrelevant outside of the Jokic MVP ticket and the the roster's pretty trash, but they end up laying the wood on the Nuggets and all of a sudden, you know, Golden State Warriors are back. They're the, the favorites to come out of the West and contend with the Suns. You know, even Steph Curry's coming out being like, nobody but our mamas think we're actually going to come out of the West. Like, that one is obviously, and I'm sure, you know, you might think differently. I'd love your reaction to that. Um that feels like a huge overreaction to me. What are some other overreactions that you're not buying into? And you can obviously react to the to what I said about the Warriors too. Yeah, well, well, Trista, I also know that you are not a Warriors fan, so totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> you got me yeah, now, Katie. Steph I'm Curry. all aboard. <laughs> but to, for Steph Curry to come out and say like no one believes in this, I think that's ridiculous. When you're Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, and of course we didn't know that pool would be, you know, it wasn't going to be a pool party every single night. That was definitely a surprise. But certainly the way they started off this season, they were definitely the favorite. Now all of the injuries and a lot of things went wrong in the middle of the season. But the reality is we never saw this five, this depth 
you know, what do they call them, DEFCON lineup, the 3G or the RG or whatever they're calling them. I don't even know. But this, yeah, this lineup is absolutely crazy, and it is extremely exciting to watch. I wouldn't necessarily say it's an overreaction because in 11 minutes that they've played together, they've scored 47 points. They're 7 of 8 from 3, and they had a defensive rating of 75.0. So I think everyone is excited because we didn't know that this existed. Yes, we knew that the Warriors were good, and we saw them, but we didn't have these five you know, this lineup, this death lineup on the floor at all this season, maybe just for a couple minutes. I do think, and again, I'm a homer, so let's go ahead and throw that out there. I do think that they are the legitimate contender in the West right now, but let's not disrespect the Suns. The Suns were arguably the best team in the entire NBA this season. They certainly had the best record, 61 to 14 straight up, 42 and 33 against the spread, averaging 114 eight points per game. They had the eighth best scoring defense in the league, Booker, Chris Paul, Aiden, they have all been elite, but Booker is injured right now, so that's a huge thing. Not only Booker going out, but their defense completely collapsed in that last game against the Pelicans. The Pelicans were the most, I feel like, irrelevant team in the NBA Finals, or excuse me, in the NBA Playoffs, and now all of a sudden they were able to beat the Suns, so that's worrying. Booker's going to be out at least for two games, but... I would be hard-pressed to count the Suns out of winning the West. I do think their biggest threat is the Warriors. And, yes, let's not get too overexcited about it. It is only two games. And outside of the Joker, the Nuggets are slightly irrelevant. But, Jesus Christ, I have never seen basketball like that. It's fun to watch. It's exciting. And I hope it continues. And you bet your bottom dollar that I fired that plus 75 on the Warriors to win it all after those two games. So, if we're talking about overreactions, I'll go ahead and raise my hand. I bought into it. We'll stick with the overreaction because Miami also looks really good right now, but now they're about to go to Atlanta, and Atlanta just can't win on the road. They stink. They're own 41 against the spread, and they're 41 losses this year, so they never cover. So I'm done with them, and I'm done with Trey Young. But are we overblowing how good Miami is because it's a good matchup for them, or are they really uh, probably the most disrespected one seed in Eastern Conference history? And I think, feel like I've said this to you guys. I think Miami has been disrespected this entire season. They were, they've been the best in the East this whole time. They were the number five favorite to win the conference before game one. After game one, they've gone all the way up to what a third favorite. They're at plus three thirty. They're actually ahead of the Nets right now. They're a battle-tested team. They have a team of shooters, and yeah, Trey Young, he's a menace. But they did a good job of bottling him up, and I'm over him too. And yes. They do do better at home, the Hawks, but I feel like Miami's got a number five ranked defense in the NBA, defensive rating of 109.1. I think that they have been overlooked and disrespected, but I honestly think it works in their favor. They're like, yeah, keep talking about Philadelphia. Keep talking about the Bucks. We'll just keep winning on this side. Let's, uh, let's shift a little bit more in terms of like player props that you might like in the next couple of days. We were talking about the Devin Booker injury being huge, obviously. Um, in your mind, how does his hamstring injury affect uh, not only the prop market for you, but the course of this series from a betting perspective? Well, it definitely affects the course of this series from a betting perspective. I mean, he's their number one shooter, and he's the one that gets the most points on the board. I do think that Chris Paul is going to step up. We've seen him doing that in the first two games, uh, certainly on the defensive side of the ball. He's get, he's like, even though I'm not typically a shooter, it doesn't mean I can't shoot. I mean, he was banking some of those three-point shots. So I think we'll see Chris Paul step up. I'd like to look at his props um, and see how kind of the minutes are distributed, but it makes it a lot more interesting. I still think that the 
Suns get out of this round, but I don't think it's, you know, originally I thought maybe they were going to sweep them. So I haven't looked at any of the props specifically yet, but I definitely would look at Chris Paul's like assists and rebounds uh, and then maybe even his scoring. Okay, what are, the other series that I have interest in is the Dallas Mavericks, who are still dogs in the series, and we're hoping that Luka's going to be back and he's going to look like Luka, but they're six-and-a-half-point underdogs tomorrow against the Jazz on the road as the series goes back to Utah. Total really low, the lowest of the night, 210-and-a-half. Do you think Dallas has a shot in this series, or are you, just, are you going with Utah since there's so much uncertainty uh, with Luka right now? I'm going with the Jazz 100%. And, yeah, I had the Jazz the other night money line, and that didn't work out well for me. But the Mavs are just not the same long-term without Luka. I mean, he leads the team in both points and assists this year. The Jazz are fully healthy. And Donovan Mitchell, that guy has been balling. He has scored 29-plus points in nine of his last ten playoff games. Gobert has been getting some good defensive stops. So, ultimately, the Mavs got to win. Maybe they'll get one more, but I don't think they're getting out of this series. Uh, all right. I, th- I think that's uh, – I was looking at the time because I hate our hard outs. I think that's uh, all the time that we have, Katie. Good luck with your bets, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.